Oh, David likes him a good western. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, tonight, tonight we have Hopalong Cassidy, as well as some of our own original cowboy-related material. All right. Uh, yeah, no, Hopalong Cassidy is is great, and so we'll tell you a little bit about that, and then we'll get right to programming. This is going to be fun. You're going to like this. Hopalong Cassidy um, was a huge franchise. Uh, for those of you that got the Facebook message that I sent out today, it, it is one of the most popular characters in the history of syndication. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, William Boyd played the character of Hopalong Cassidy since its inception. Uh, he is a... He's not a lawman. He's not even really a gunslinger. Mm-hmm. He's sort of a detective? I thought you were talking <laughs> about the actor. No, well, no, I, sorry. Hopalong <laughs> Cassidy is... He, well, maybe. He's, he's, a, he's a Western hero uh, that wears a black hat, which is weird. That is very strange, yeah. because generally in right. Westerns, the right. good guys wear the white hats, and exactly. the bad guys wear the black hats. Um, it's hat racism. Hatsism. Hatsism? Continue. Uh, he so so this started off as like a B western, right? right. It start uh, you know in he produced from 1936 to 1948. William Boyd was in 66 Hopalong Cassidy movies, full length <laughs> oh features. Gosh. That is a lot. Four or five a year. Uh, wow! And William Boyd himself played the character throughout the entire run. Wow! Towards the end, towards in the early 40s. Uh, the the first producer Harry Sherman decided to opt out, and William Boyd sold, mortgaged everything he owned, every piece of his property, in order to get the money to buy the character and buy wow. the rights to the character. And for and from like 1942 through 1948, for the next six years, he produced. He, he served as director and producer for the Hopalong Cassidy films. Interesting. That's so cool. Yeah. What's also interesting, too, is that William Boyd was, the, the man that played Hopalong Cassidy, was, at the beginning, a playboy. Uh, he <laughs> drank a lot, he smoked a lot, he slept around. He was, you know, a Hollywood star. A true cowboy. <laughs> I guess. A cowboy with sexually transmitted diseases, if that's your definition of a true like, cowboy. Uh, that, would, that would be a Truckers? sailor. What's the movie with the c- cowboy? Uh, um, um, what? The guy comes to New York. Midnight Cowboy? And Midnight Cowboy. He was like Midnight here. Cowboy. Like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but the thing is, Hopalong Cassidy became just this beloved figure to uh, American, American kids and American adults, too. If you think of Cowboy on a lunchbox in the 50s, it was probably Hopalong Cassidy. That is Hopalong Cassidy. Mm. I mean, this was, this guy became an American icon. And he began to feel kind of guilty that the <laughs> character that he was playing was more of a man than he was. And so he gave up drinking, he gave up smoking. It's actually kind of That's touching. such a good story. Isn't that a good yeah, story? He, he, the character inspired him to be a better man. That's so that is touching. Golden age of Hollywood. It really is. It's a beautiful so thing. what uh, what episodes of Hopalong Cassidy do we have to play today? Today David? we have Hoppy Alexa Sheriff, Hook Line and Murder, and The Bandit of Blackton Bend. And we're going to start with Hoppy Alexa Sheriff because um, I-, I like that episode. I mean, it's not any particular chronological order. It's just it's just the order we chose. So I feel like that's enough preamble. I've given you enough of a history. Yeah, lesson. so much suspense. Okay, yeah. all, right, all right, all right. Let's roll it already. This thing. Let's do it. Hop right. along, Cassidy, folks. With action.
action and suspense out of the Old West comes the most famous hero of them all, Hopalong Cassidy, starring William Boyd. The ring of the silver spurs heralds the most amazing man ever to ride the prairies of the early West. Hopalong Cassidy, the same Hoppy you cheer in motion pictures, and the same California you've laughed at a million times. Raw courage and quick shooting have built a legend around this famous hero. Hopalong is a name to be feared, respected, and admired. For this great cowboy rides the trails of adventure and excitement. William Boyd as Hopalong Cassidy and Andy Clyde as California. Well, Hoppy, what about our story? We call this one Hoppy elects the sheriff. Most folks know that in the early West, every community had its forces of good and of evil. In Mills Valley, these forces had shown great rivalry. As California and I rode into town, things looked pretty bad. Tomorrow's election day, and whether the sheriff will be a man of law and order or a figurehead for the forces of evil will depend on those ballots. We rode down the dusty main street. At the hitching rail in front of the hotel, across the square from the courthouse, California and I dismount and tie off. Gee, harsh that coffee. So we don't mourn hit town before the shooting starts. Over there on the courthouse square. Listen. Gather around, folks. Gather around. I aim to tell you why Mills Valley needs a new sheriff. Well, what do you know? Ah, uh, just a little electioneer in California. Yeah, well, guess me and you would be better off to go wash up. I'm hankering for some pickles. <laughs> I say gather around, folks. Here's the facts. You go ahead, California. I think I'll gather around and hear some of those facts. Oh, now, you know better than that, Hoppy. I go where you go. <laughs> All right, come on, then. Hey, that's Joe Benson, candidate for the Committee for Law and Order. What he has to say ought to make good listening. Uh, we'll see. He's getting a pretty good crowd together there. I see Mary, old John Stebbins' daughter, will her. Yeah, sure is. Ain't seen that gal since we buried her father. No, we'd better say hello. Friends and neighbors of Mills Valley, tomorrow is election day. It's your duty to elect a new sheriff. It seems that for some time now, things in this town haven't been up to law and order. That's why I say now is the time to change this. You need a new sheriff. Hello, Mary. Haven't seen you lately. Up along, California. Hi, Miss Mary. Nice to see you. I say no, Sheriff folks. For you owe to yourselves and your families to elect an honest, loyal man who respects your rights. <laughs> For the past eight years, a certain element in this here county has seen to it that the sheriff was not a man of law and order. We gotta change that. We got... Ah, shut up! Friends, if you don't like what I'm a-saying, I'll give you your chance to speak your piece in a moment. Right now, I aim to... Right now, as Sheriff of Mills County, I aim to put you under arrest, Joe Benson. You'll have to come with me. Oh, Hoppy, don't let him do that to Joe Benson. He has a right to say his... Uh, you're right, Mary. He should have a chance. I'm going up on that platform, California. Wait here. Folks, I'd like to have a word. All right, Hoppy. Now that you've butted in, what do you want? I just want to say that I think Joe Benson has a right to speak his piece. That's absolutely right, Hoppy. I'm not arresting him for having his say. 
Now arrested him for disturbing the peace. You heard him start that argument. I got a 45 that says you ain't arresting Joe Benson for nothing, sir. Now, wait a minute, man. Gunplay, taking things in your own hands, is what you're trying to defeat at the ballot box tomorrow. That's right, Hoppy. That's your right, folks. Law and order is what you want. We'll settle this at the election tomorrow. In the meantime, Sheriff, uh, let me make a proposition. And what's that? The people in this town know what Benson stands for. You turn him over to me. I guarantee he won't make another speech. No, Hoppy, that wouldn't do. If I gotta go to jail for telling my friends the truth, then to jail I go. Don't be stubborn, Joe. The sheriff must know you'd have a better chance of winning that election behind bars. Yeah, and we don't want to take unfair advantage. Well, how about it, Sheriff? Hoppy, if Joe here will give me his word, he won't make no more ruckus. How about it, Joe? Well, it's a deal. Only I hate to be bossed around by... Then it's a deal. All right, Hoppy. You ask for it. And I'll back it up, Sheriff. You better. One more speech before election time, and I'll lock you both up. Now, back to Hopalong Cassidy and Hoppy Alexa Sheriff. Joe Benson, the candidate for sheriff in tomorrow's Mills Valley election, has just escaped being arrested by the present sheriff. Hoppy knows that Sheriff Meeker represents a bad element, but to stay out of jail, Benson has to promise that he'll make no more speeches before election time. Hoppy in California talk things over with Benson now as they walk along a boardwalk of Mills Valley's main street. Uh, one reason I couldn't let the sheriff put you in jail is because I wanted to talk to you, Benson. Yeah. Son, uh, what's your chances in tomorrow's election? Well, fellas, I tell you, if the election was held fair and square, I'm pretty sure I'd win it hands down. But you don't feel it'll be conducted fairly? Never has been, Hoppy. It's most likely that everybody what's really entitled to vote will do his balloting in the morning. Well, that'll be legal, like. Yes, that will be. But about noon, you'll see some fellas on horseback start drifting in. There'll be out a county men that Meeker's outfit hires to come here to vote. Mm, that's illegal. Much stuff in the ballot box. Yeah. Only Meeker tries to make it look legal. That's why we can't do much about it. How's that, Benson? Well, our voting law says any resident of the county is a lawful voter. All he has to do is prove his residence. Then how do these men Meeker imports qualify to vote? Meeker has his own men, men who are known to live in the county, to get up before the election committee and testify that the outsider who is about to vote is a legal resident. Why, them thieving coyotes. Why don't you call in the federal troops, Benson? Yeah, clean house. Well, so long as Meeker represents authority by election, the troops won't likely interfere at the request of plain citizens. Get up a petition and pitch Meeker. We tried that, Hoppy. We only succeeded in getting four good men a choice spot in Boot Hill. Petition was stolen. Majority rule, good or bad. That's something. And that's something we got to do something about, I'd say. We aim to tomorrow at the election. You got any ideas, Benson? Just one. We don't aim to let outsiders vote. May split this county in half, make a battleground of the courthouse square, but we're... Maybe we can fix things up without bloodshed. I wish to Pete I knowed how, Hoppy. There's only one thing Meeker's men understand. That's gun talk. Well, there's more than one way to skin a jackrabbit. Ah, let's sleep on it. Maybe we'll think of something. We can try, Hoppy. Don't do no good to my way of thinking. 
I turn in here, my office. Got a little work to do. All right, Benson. See you in there. Joe Carvey, get down, quick! Now, what was that for? Somebody don't want you around tomorrow. Or was it me they didn't want around? Whichever it was, I was in the middle. Look, I've got a bullet clean through my hand. I'm sorry, California. Where did that shot come from? Uh, across the street, there at the corner of the Three Corns Cafe. Ain't no use to go after him. Gone by now. Well, let's go, California. They won't try again, not tonight. But keep your eyes open. My eyes going to be as wide open as this here hole in my headpiece. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, Benson, what's that crowd down the street? Oh, it's a medicine show, Huffy. Down on that vacant corner across from O'Hara's livery stable. Medicine show? Ah, hell, let's mosey down that away, Huffy. Might as well, I guess. Uh, less likely to get shot at again in a crowd. Gentlemen, that concludes our entertainment. It is now seven o'clock. In one half hour, we leave your city. But before we leave, I want to give our many friends one last chance to secure a bottle of Old Doctor Jack's famous Chippewa Indian Elixir. Old Doctor Jack's Chippewa Indian Elixir, friends, chases, chills, cures, calling, puts the fizz to the rheumatism. Give me a bottle, Doc. Right, my friend, and I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you two bottles for the price of one. Two bottles. Sort of a part and gesture. And at the same time, that goes for the rest of you folks. Two bottles of old Dr. Jack's chip of all Indian elixir. Just one dollar. Hey, I'll take two bottles. Hoppy, I think I'll buy me two of them uh, bottles. Oh, you don't want that junk, California. It isn't worth the price of the bottle at them. Well, it tastes good. That's something. <laughs> All right, it's your money and your stomach. You're right, Hoppy. Hey, uh, Doc, give me two bucks. All right, partner. And say, Chippewa Indian elixir makes a good shaving lotion. <laughs> if you ever shave. Dad <laughs> smart Alex. Well, anyway, I get more hair in my chin than you got in that bald tully of yours. <laughs> That'll hold him, Hoppy. <laughs> In the hotel lobby, California. That's what's there. Hope I can sleep at all, Hoppy. Yeah, hotel bed is just too soft for me. Always complaining. Why, it's Mary Stebbins. Yeah, I wonder what she wants. Hello, Mary. Oh, thank goodness I found you, Hoppy. Hello, California. Uh, good evening, Miss Mary. Hoppy, you were always such a good friend of my father. Yes, I was. Well, I'm having trouble. I wonder if I could ask you to help me. Well, I'll be glad to do what I can. I knew you would. It's that that Dr. Jack that owns the medicine show. I ran it in my corner lot across from the livery stable. Go on, Mary. We wanted a place near the center of town to attract as big a crowd as possible. He promised to pay me $30 if I let him put his show on my lot for three days. Uh-oh, and he didn't pay? I know he was a crook. He was still paying me at 10 o'clock this morning. I just found out that he left town at 7.30 and he didn't pay. Well, he'd be six or eight miles out of town by now. Oh, yes, sir. Halfway to Carson Canyon. Well, I know it seems unreasonable of you to make such a fuss over $30, but 
Frankly, I need it. Oh, me and Hoppy's got a crow to pick with the old doc anyhow, dagneb smart Alex. I don't know, California. Uh, uh, what's that? Well, it seems to me this would be Sheriff Meeker's business. No citizen of Mill Valley depends on Sheriff Meeker for anything, Hoppy. I'm sorry. Now, wait. Not so fast. Uh, you mean there were going after that farmer, Hoppy? I don't see why not. Thank you, Hoppy. I do appreciate it. That's all right. I'll give you the money in the morning. I'll get the horses, Hoppy. Wait a minute, California. Let's see what the commotion's about. Mm, whole pastoral folks. I wonder what it would be. There he is, men. Right here in the hotel lobby where I said he'd be. What's up, Benson? Oh, I thought you'd be home practicing up on how to be the next sheriff, Joe. We're on our way home now, but we wanted to have a word with Hoppy. All right, Joe, what is it? Hoppy, our voting rules here in Mills Valley says that the poll will be conducted by one man from each faction and one outsider. I understand. I've talked it over with our committee for law and order. We talked to Meeker's outfit, too. We want you to be the outside member of the poll committee. Well, how about it? Well, if that's the way you want it. Then you'll do it? Sure, I'll be honored. That's agreed, then. Thanks, Hoppy. And now we'll be pushing on. Uh, Benson, I wonder if you'll see Miss Mary home. Oh, why, sure. We're going to run a little errand. I'll get the horses right now. All right, California. We'll see you in the morning, Mary. Campfire up that draw could be old Doc Jack's outfit. Where, California? Right up that there draw, past that old cedar. Well, we're right up there when see. There it is. That's Doc's medicine tow wagon beside it. You're right, California. Uh, better not go riding in without letting them know first, eh? No, that's right. Uh, hello there. Don't seem to hear you, Hoppy. Hello there. Hello, Dr. Jack. I heard this. They heard that time. Put down your guns, man. It's me, Hopalong Cassidy. What do you want, Cassidy? I want to talk to you, Doc. Well, walk up to the campfire, Cassidy, by yourself and keep your hands raised high. Now, back to Hopalong Cassidy and our story, Hoppy Alexa Sheriff. Hoppy still has his hands up as he walks toward old Dr. Jack's medicine show wagon. He must waste no time in collecting the debt for Mary Stebbins, or he'll be late in getting back to serve on the Parson County Election Board. In the light of the campfire, he cautiously watches the gleaming barrels of three rifles. The grizzled faces of Dr. Jack and his two assistants stare at him. California waits for the horses at the head of the draw. All right, now, Cassidy, what do you want? Doc... You left Mills Valley owing Miss Mary Stebbins a debt of $30. What makes you think so? Miss Stebbins asked me to collect it. She needs the money. Chief, Harry, put down your guns. As for the money, Cassidy, I plumb forgot it. Well, oversights are understandable, but I'm here to collect. Sure, sure. Come on in the wagon. I'll write you a check. What's wrong with cash? Now, you don't think I'd carry money across country like this, do you? Bandits. That's what we thought you was. All right, write me a check. Come on in the wagon. I'll write it. And hurry it up, will you, Doc? i got to get back to town. But 
Whatever you say, Cassidy. There's your check, Cassidy. Everything all right now? Sure, Doc, and thanks. Little lady really needed this, I oh, guess. Oh, sorry, I forgot it. Don't mean to hurry or none, but uh, me and the boys got to get some sleep. Just one more thing, Doc. Are you going to Carson Canyon? Maybe. Do me a favor, will you? Tell Captain Smith at the fort there to send a few troops over to Mills Valley tomorrow. Election. Sure, we'll be passing through. I'll tell him. Thanks, and good night. Good night. Hey, you, Hoppy? Yeah, California. Well, come on. We passed my bedtime. Uh, did you get the money? Yep. Well, let's go, or we're going to miss being there for the election. Morning, May. Oh, it's you, Hoppy. Come in. Have some breakfast. Oh, I can't, thanks. California and I have to get into town. Oh, I'm sorry. We just dropped by to leave Doc Jack's check. Oh, thank you. Are you sure this is it? Yeah, why? Well, there's nothing on it. Just a blank check. Why, I saw him make it out. Thirty dollars. Well, there it is. I'm sorry to be so much trouble, but... Well, what do you know? Well, he sure tricked me. I saw him write it. Just let it go. He's a tricky old thief. I'll make it good for you. In the meantime, I've got an idea. What about the check? No, about the election. I'll send you $30 tonight. Oh, don't worry about it, Hoppy. It won't be any trouble. We'll see you later. Thanks, Hoppy. Well, how do you like that? Uh, uh, what, Hoppy? Doc Jack gave me a trick check. It was blank. Blank? Or the old coyote cheating a gal like that? Well, maybe it's not as bad as it looks. It gave me an idea. Let's go. I'm glad you got back in time, Huffy. The pallet box is in Judge Odom's office here. The other two members of the election board is in there, too. Ah, good, Benson. I want to ask you something. All right, Huffy. Are you sure that everybody who will vote afternoon will be Meeker's hired voters? Positive. I got some of the boys to get up a petition to back up what I told you yesterday. Here it is. Hmm. Jones, Thompson, O'Brien. That's good. Then we'll beat Meeker at his own game. Well, what's up, Hoppy? Just a little plan to eliminate crooked voters, Benson. Here it is, Hoppy. All wrapped up like you told me to. Thanks, California. See you boys later. Noon, then. I guess most of the votes are in. Yes, Hoppy. All the qualified votes. Hey, what do you mean? Well, I mean all but the paid votes that Meeker will send in. Same as fighting words. Well, I yeah, 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 boys. Let's have no rough stuff. This is an election board. Now, look what you've done. Broken the bottle of ink you used to write the ballot. Well, I did not go. And I darn sure didn't do it. Somebody broke the bottle and spilled the ink. Well, we'll have to get some more. Wait a minute. i got a bottle here in my pocket. That's lucky. Here, now put it in the center of the table. Don't want to get it broke, too. No, sir. Don't want it broken. Say, Hoppy, here comes one of the Meeker's paid voters. Look how dusty and trail-worn. Are you sure? Sure, I'm sure. 
Meeker's not going to like hearing that you said them things. Well, it's just the truth. Take it easy, boys. The voter's coming in now. This where I vote at, partner? Well, if you're qualified, where you live? Pine Flat, northeast corner of the county. I've got some cattle. Can you prove residence? Well, sure can. This man here knows me. I know him. He's okay. Uh, let him vote, man. I can't read or write and do the writing for me. I want to vote for Meeker for sheriff. Yeah, see what I told you, Hoppy? What's that, stranger? Uh, no, nothing. Uh, just nothing. I'll write your bound for you, George. Hey, you want to vote for Meeker for sheriff? That's right. Meeker, he's a good man. A lot of my neighbors coming in, too, and they're all voting for Meeker. Oh, I've just been told by the election board that they're done counting the ballots. My pal, Hoplong Cassidy, will tell you how to come out. Now, friends, as you know, it's the duty of the outside member of the Mills Valley Election Board to make known the tally. Yeah, that's right, Hoppy, but uh, who won? Ah, here it is. There were 97 ballots cast for Sheriff Meeker. <laughs> and there were 103 ballots for Joe Benson. Now, <laughs> well, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's not all. There were nine ballots for nobody. They were perfectly blank. <laughs> So it looks like Joe Benson, candidate for law and order, is your next sheriff. Wait a minute, quiet. Now, folks, I demand a recount. Ninety-seven for me and one hundred and three for Joe Benson's crazy enough. We got nine blank ballots. How do you explain that? Easy enough, Meeker. Those boys you hired the vote must have double-crossed you. What? They wouldn't dare. All right, Meeker. I call on this group to witness what you just said. Well, what do you mean, Cassidy? I mean, I want them to remember your words. You've admitted before them that you did hire outside voters. Here, now, wait a minute. Well, Maker, looks like folks want to clean up around here. Well, not so fast, folks. Elections be hanged. I'm still law and order in Mill Valley, and I'll shoot the first man, woman, or kid that says I ain't. Put that gun up, Maker. You've just been ousted. You can't challenge the ballot, Meeker. You're lick, Meeker. Why Why don't you be a man about Meeker, it? Meeker, put up that gun. I've had enough of your nosing around, Hoppy. Reach! I'll reach and hang a fist on it. Oh, you... Blast you, Cassidy. Here's his gun, California. Now, the rest of you men, there'll be no more shooting. The election's over, folks. You have a new sheriff. <laughs> Committee for Law and Order wants you to have this $30. But, Hoppy, I don't want charity. Oh, it ain't charity, Miss Mary. <laughs> no, Mary, you earned it. If it hadn't been for old Dr. Jack cheating you, we might not have won this election. I still don't know how you've done it, Hoppy. I'll tell you this much, Benson. When old Doc wrote that check, 
he was fresh out of ink. Nary a drop, Hoppy says. So he wrote that check using Chippewa Indian elixir for ink. He says the stuff is good for everything. You don't say. You mean it? He wrote that check with elixir. And Hoppy says it wrote price ink at the time. But by the time we got into town, it had faded out. Clean the show whistle. Mary was pretty disappointed, but it gave me an idea. You mean you... I mean that those men Meeker hired weren't entitled to vote, so... Why, Hoppy? I just had California fill an old ink bottle with elixir. And that's the way the nine blank ballots got in the ballot box, eh? <laughs> oh, Hoppy, you're wonderful. <laughs> sure is, Miss Mary. <laughs> Mary, your flattery won't get you another red penny. <laughs> oh, now, don't give Hoppy all the credit. We've got to hand it to old Doc Jack, too. His Chippewa Indian elixir was sure good for what ailed Parson County. <laughs> well, that was quite a trick Hoppy used to elect Sheriff Benson. I wish I could meet up with old Doc Jack and his Chippewa Indian elixir. Wouldn't mind having some of that stuff from the first of the month in time to write a few checks. Well, next time we meet, Hoppy really has a great surprise in store for you. It's a story that takes Hoppy in California all the way to San Francisco in an adventure called Peril at Pier 19. So be sure to listen to the next exciting episode of Hop Along Cassidy. Hopalong Cassidy, starring William Boyd, is transcribed and produced in the West by Walter White, Jr. Hoppy Alexis Sheriff was written by Richard T. Parker. All stories are based upon the characters created by Clarence E. Mulford. This is a Commodore production. Welcome back. I, I, I love the way that, um, that Hopalong Cassidy solves problems. Yeah, uh, he, uh, he committed election fraud to prevent election fraud. Democracy! Hooray! Clever. I, I, I don't guess, think I would have thought of perhaps. that. Perhaps. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the K-Worth Theater of the Air here on KWUR Clayton 90.3 FM. Thanks for listening. And now we're going to hit you with a, uh, a small public service announcement. A message. Alexandra, if you would. <laughs> Does your family have a plan in the event of an emergency? Emergencies are almost always unexpected, so many people are caught unprepared when they happen. Don't let this happen to you. Take the time to talk to your family about creating an emergency plan. Talk about things like where to meet, who would pick up the kids, and what supplies you should have. Go to ready.gov for more information on getting prepared for any emergency. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. Thank, Thank you, you very much for that. Homeland Security. What? I was thanking the Department of Homeland Security. Oh. You're welcome. Actually, yes. I'm not part of the... Really? Because you're kind of dressed like uh, Governor Napolitano right now. Really? I'm wearing a plaid button-down. Yeah, and like like librarian glasses. Oh. I I guess. Li- Libasses? You must oh, paint no, the picture for the, for the listeners, because they can't see what I'm wearing, so... All right, it's time to talk about... Bring the music down for a second. It's time to talk about our listener challenge! Listener challenge? Yeah! Ding, 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 Holy ding, ding, balls! Ding, 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 ding. David, what is our listener challenge? Our listener challenge! This is insane!
Is it? Yes. <laughs> well, don't keep us in suspense. Let's let's hear it. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, our listener challenge this week is Flight of the Concord. Yes. Well, All right. I, I guess they're I mean, not, not really the, the challenge, challenge, but it's it's about Flight of the Concords. We have in our possession, uh, we have the power to do you great ill and great good here at KWUR Clayton. 90.3 FM, the K stands for quality. We also have the ability to give out tickets to see the Flight of the Concords. Live. At the Fox Theater, Thursday, February, uh, Thursday, April 30th, and tickets will be available tomorrow morning starting at 10 through Metro Ticks. But we are giving away tickets for tonight, free tonight. So for free. For no money involved. So if you call in, uh, we will be playing the Flight of the Concord song, Business Time. When we call in, or when we play that song, you should be calling in. If you are the ninth caller, you win free tickets. How many tickets? I think two. Two. You win two free tickets to see Flight of the Concords live at the Fox Theater. On the 30th of April. On April 30th. Right. So you so and a friend. When or... you hear Business Time. Come on the air. Start dialing. Yeah, so for that number for future reference is 314-935-5987. Don't call now. Again, that number is 314-935-5987. And if you are caller number nine, you will get tickets. So if you if you live in you know, if you live out here and you call and you're not the ninth caller, try calling again. I'm just I'm just gonna put that out there. That's how the contest works, isn't it? You know, if you want to call, and if you're if you're calling nine, that's that's the way we roll, baby. I don't know. This is starting to sound a lot like this Hopalong Cassidy episode. I think we're engaging in fraud here. I'm not engaging in fraud. I'm not. There is no elixir. I'm not going to call. None of the three of us are going to call in. I I swear on the graves of several relatives, I will not abuse my power as a DJ and call in after the eighth person is called. Okay, I swear on um, uh, on the board here, I, I will place my hand on the board mm. and swear that I too will not cheat at contests. Alex? What? Swear to me! Oh, it was Where Batman. are they taking the drugs? I swear on Batman That'll do. that I, that that I will, will do. not you know, commit radio fraud here. Okay. So, and that's the ultimate. Gee, I thought I was Good. being serious when I said this. Swear on my ancestors' graves, but no, you no. guys have seriously. No, I swore on Batman. We, yeah. yeah, we we steamrolled you, <laughs> my friend. No kidding. We denied. Uh, Rickrolled. So get ready, get ready for our listener challenge. In the meantime, I think we should play some original radio theater. That. What do you guys think about that? That strikes me. Uh, yeah. That strikes me well. All what right. Do you, what do you got for us? Okay, here's what I'm thinking. We're doing a western theme, right? We got yeah. Hopalong Cassidy, right? But we have a we have a bunch of cowboy sketches, don't we? That's right, we Couple. do. We we've got uh, Leroy and Curtis, the our our burgeoning uh, cowboy cryptozoologists, it's and true. I believe we have their premiere sketch here to play on Enticing. the show tonight. Bring Enticing. Let's play it. Okay. So without further ado, the adventures of Leroy and Curtis. I, I like that voice. <laughs> Curtis. Curtis, wake up. It's Leroy. <laughs> Curtis. What? Curtis, it's Leroy. What? Mm, what? 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 I'm, I'm sleeping. What are you doing? I had to find you, Curtis. This here's important business. What? I had to come and get you. 
Why in the blazes would you wake me up? I've been herding cows all dang day. Well, this is important. You can get your beauty sleep later, Curtis. This here is history in the making. Oh? Yep. Get out of bed. What the heck fur? Something landed in the middle of the range. Something weird. Uh, yeah, okay, great. I'm going back to bed. Okay, thanks. Bye. Curtis, you don't understand. They might be... visitors. <laughs> I had to come get you, Curtis, because I know how excitable you get whenever someone mentions aliens, so I figured I should have to tell you. Well, that was... That was right smart of you, Leroy. Let me get my shirt on and we'll go. All right. And my pants. That'd help. And yes. my socks uh, and my galoshes oh, yes. and my wading trousers uh, and my boots and my parka Curtis. and my overcoat and my poncho Curtis. and my overalls and my vest <clears throat> and my tuxedo and my scuba gear. You're quite done. Nope. Need me my cowboy hat. All right, let's get out of here. Wait, I gotta get me my fishing rod. You do not, dadgummit. Can we just go? All right, fine. I guess I'll just carry the lures in my mouth. Stay in my tackle box. If you swallow one, I ain't gonna be the one to go in with a rubber glove and barbecue tongs. Five minutes later... Well, here we are in your field. Yep. I don't see no aliens. That's because you ain't got the sense. God gave a duck. Also, your flashlight is off. Oh! Yeah, uh, yep. There's a big old, round old, smoking old, glowy old hole in the ground. There. Yep. Take the shovel. All right. Let's dig this thing up. Right. Hey. Yeah. Man, that is some shiny <laughs> space metal. Did you say that's a saucer? More of a teacup than a saucer. Mm. I think we've uncovered most of it. Yeah, it is shiny. Here, hit it with your shovel. See if you can open it. All right. Hey! Hey, it's open in good times. Oh, hey, look it. There's someone in there. It's there. They're dead. Or sleeping. The biggest discovery of the century, Leroy. You and I find what must have been an intelligent life yep. crashed in the middle of the range, and they're deader than a haddock in a barrel full of cement. Well, at least we found them. True. Well, what's to be done with them, Curtis? Dang it, Leroy, you think I know? I'm just as dumbfounded as you are. Let me ask my missus. She'll be more than like to know. Here she comes now. Leroy, honey. You mind telling me what the hell you and Curtis are up to at this time of night? We, uh... Uh, the two of us found something special between us. N no, uh, I mean, between the two of us, we found something special. Uh, we, well, look it. You went all the way out here in the middle of the night for a what? What is that? It's a hole full of aliens, darling. So? It's history in the making. Who can we tell? They're dead. So? So they'll figure we just stitched some critters together into a composite corpse. A chimera, if you will. Dang. I never even thought of that. Your missus sure knows her stuff, Leroy. Smartest lady in the county. Five years running. So what do we do, Mara? Well, you gotta hide the evidence from the gummit, 
right? Why's that? Because if they find out we discovered aliens, much less dense, they'll come in and erase your brains with little teeny weeny novelty ballpoint pens. What? Leroy, don't you watch the televisions? Mara, don't you know that the televisions watch you? It's the government, ma'am. So, since we is all three of us registered libertarians, and there ain't a one of us wanting the fuzz on our tail, much less having our brains all refried by a little government camera flash, I say, we... We what, Leroy? We make them into jerky. It's the only way. Knew I married me a smart man. Smartest man in the county. Five days running. And Leroy and Curtis dragged the alien corpses back to Leroy's home, where they butchered the bodies and made them into jerky. And that jerky conferred upon the three of them fabulous superpowers. Or did it? You have just experienced a dimension beyond that which is known to man. A dimension of light, sound, and imagination. A dimension called copyright infringement. That was actually on the recording. Yeah, it was. I forgot about that part. <laughs> You know, I actually I forgot how good that was. I, 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 really I mean, that you know, one. the sound the sound quality is kind of, <laughs> but, but you I know, mean, it was before it was, we made. God, we're awesome. Yeah, we're just we're just the best, folks. You're listening to K Word Theater of the Air here on KWU U R ninety point three FM, and this is uh, the show. This is the show. Welcome. I was about to introduce it again. <laughs> I don't know why. Do it. Do it. I don't know why. Do it. It's K-Worth Theater of the Air, guys. I mean, we, we need we need to, you know, make that known. Maybe someone just tuned in, like, hi. two seconds after hey. you said it the first time. Oh, my gosh. They could have. Hi. Welcome. They could have. Yeah. Hey, new listeners. Hey, new listeners. New listeners of a few seconds ago. Wait a minute. Does We're that mean they're you. time travelers Ooh, wait, from the past? Hold on a second. We, we have a caller. Yeah, oh, yeah. a caller. Let's, let's see what they have to say. All right. Caller, Hello. you're on the air. So keep it clean. What's up? Oh, sorry, caller. Our, our, we had a technical snafu. Uh, you are on the air for real now. Okay, uh, I'm just calling to say I actually did turn on the radio right as you guys uh, said that. Wow. <laughs> cool. That is so crazy. we were right. Wow. We were, we're on top of this. What's, what's your name, caller? Uh, I'm Andrew. Oh. Andrew, we are talking to you specifically. Yeah. Very nice. Thank you. See, our, here at the KWUR, Theater of the Air, we believe in... Catering to the individual. We care. We, we care, care about your individuality. <laughs> we, we, yes, but we every, care every about our listener, right? Yes, yes, every single listener, including you, Andrew, Andrew, and you especially gonna, you. In are you going to try for the? Uh, are you going to try for the flight of the Concords later? Oh, of course. Who is I, it? I mean, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm pretty excited. I'm, I'm really excited that we have the opportunity to give away these tickets. Yeah. So, um, we will hear your voice again soon. Yeah. Hopefully. We, we thank hopefully. you. Thank you for calling in. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks for having me. Bye. Cheers. See, that is the sort of environment I like. I, I like, I, I like that yeah. that people appreciate that we're we're being inclusive. Yes, thank it's, you. It's like it's not us broadcasting to you. It's like a conversation. It's a, us broadcasting for you, with, with you, you. Yes, if you will. It's a beside thing. you, inside of you, even. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, no, I didn't want to say that. Well, we, that's mm. only if you've got one of those wonky fillings or a metal plate in your. <laughs> yeah, head. right. Say you're standing there right next to me. I am in your general vicinity. 
Sorry. That's beautiful, David. That was a lovely song. Uh, why don't we take a break? Okay, but first another message. And uh, before, yes. But first, first another message. Let's, let's have a message. From Alexa. From Alexa. Whether natural or man-made, at least one in four businesses affected by a disaster never reopen. Though they're unpredictable, when you have a plan in place, you can better adapt, recover, and stay in control. Go to ready.gov and make your company's disaster plan. Ready.gov. It's never too late to protect your business until it is. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ag Council. Okay, we're going to take a break, and when we come back here on K-Worth Theater of the Air, we'll have more exciting westerns for you. Yeehaw! Remember, yeah. listeners, call in. Call in now. Tonight we're call in call. now. Thank now you. Now I know. Because it's Wednesday. And Wednesday night is the night that we usually make love. Monday night is my night to cook. Tuesday night we go and visit your mother. But Wednesday we make sweet weekly love. It's when everything is just right. There's nothing good on TV. You haven't had your after work social sports team practice so you're not too tired. Oh, it's all on. You lean in and whisper something sexy in my ear like, I might go to bed now, I've got work in the morning. I know what you're trying to say, girl. You're trying to say, oh yeah, it's business time. It's business time. Bathroom, brushing our teeth. That's all part of the foreplay. I love foreplay. And you sort out the recycling. That isn't part of the foreplay process, but it is still very important. Next thing you know, we're in the bedroom. You're wearing that baggy old ugly T-shirt you got from your work several years ago. You know the one, baby, with the color stain. I remove my clothes very, very clumsily, tripping sensuously over my pants. Now I'm naked, except for my socks. And you know when I'm down to just my socks, what time it is. Trying to say, oh yeah, that's it. 
and you tell me you want some more, well, uh, I'm not surprised, but I'm quite sleepy. Gentlemen, that was great. We have a winner. We have a winner on the air. Yes, indeed. Uh, should I put him on? Yeah, well, if he submits to it. <laughs> are, you, are you still there? Surprise! Surprise! Right, we're gonna put you on the air. Surprise! You're on the hey air. There, you're Hi. on the air. Keep it clean. Hey, what's up? Hi, Hi. Nathan. Yeah. Congratulations. Nathan. You are you our, are our ninth caller. Listener challenge, Victor, right, for the so, evening. So we're gonna take we're gonna take a quick musical break, and we're gonna get your information, and then we're going to uh, to email it to Andrew, uh, who is, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna play we're gonna play a song. Okay. We're gonna play some, what <laughs> okay. is this, David Cotton Jones? Yes. I don't know. It's um, something. It's something. We're gonna take a break, and we're gonna talk to you. This is great. It, it's the one that sounds like the Doors is the one we want to play. <laughs> Anyway, a winner is you, and I, I regret, uh, listeners. David, I'm talking. Oh my gosh, there's chaos in the station right now. I just want to say thank we're, you. We're for, just flushed with victory uh, here. I just wanted to say thank you for calling oh, everyone that called in. Yes, yeah. indeed. And that was a lot we of are fun. very sorry that you didn't win, but there will be other. We are like more really exciting. like I'm genuinely. I'm really. Sorry, he's like, crying. I, I apologize. No, he's he's crying. Um, Listeners, there are tears. On he was trying to be sincere. No, I, I'm sincere. I'm I'm like, I'm really. I care touched. about I care about our listeners. Yeah. Right. Okay, right. we're gonna take uh, Nathan. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, Nathan. Too much saccharin there. <laughs> we love we love all of you. Okay, so we love all take, of you we're dearly. Gonna we're gonna take a quick break again, and we'll be back here with uh, Kaywood Theater of the Air. All around, all around went this head of mine I was scratching after you Come the light, come alive, come the light, come alive Through the forest of my blue Someone I know, someone I know Had a foot inside my shoe Shake me up, shake me up, shake me up, shake me up I gotta get
Hey there, folks. Hey. Welcome back. You're still listening to the KWUR Theater of the Air. You are in the KWUR Theater of the Air zone. I'm David Rybstrom. I'm David Brunel Brutman. And I'm Alex Jensen. Welcome to our second hour. Yes. Indeed. Wow. This is so cool. I love having that. I don't even know what to do with There's a second so much, hour. So I much do. time on our hands. It's like having... Oh, wait, 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 you guys. We didn't celebrate Nathan's victory. Oh. Oh. With with a bell? Yeah. That's yes. our promotional bell. By ringing we're, a bell. We're going to do... This yeah, gave so... us an idea. Even though, I mean, I mean the, the Flight of the Concords thing was was station-wide, but... I, I really like how excited everybody got about calling. We gotta get some, like, meaty listener challenges. We'll, we'll come up with some good stuff. Hmm. Like we said before, it's all about you guys. It's we all want about you. you to, we want you to call in. <laughs> we want to talk to you. We want to have pleasant conversations. And and Hear we want to give you, you stuff. Yeah. Maybe baked goods. Is that legal? I don't I make know. a mean focaccia. But do you think people would... He does. It's delicious. He's so... I'm excited. What if I put a gold sovereign I mean, in the focaccia? I've, I've had your focaccia, See, David. right now, we have a caller. I'm going to put him on the air. All right. Hey, caller, you're on the air. Be clean. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're, you're a week late. <laughs> no, there was in a the but listener today. Challenge. There was a but today. Was oh, there? that was our listener challenge for last week, though. That's if you true. <laughs> yes. That was pretty good, though. That was. That was an this excellent. Is, this is Kevin, isn't it? Hello? Oh, oh my we lost God. him. He's gone. It was it was a <laughs> it was a, a if, um what what's the a drive by? It was a, a drive by. No, no, a drive by. Get it? <laughs> yeah. Get drive it? I made a joke. It. Anyway, listeners, if if you weren't listening <laughs> last week, we had a uh, listener challenge in which you had to reproduce that that noise because that because started. that noise on three one two three <laughs> was the old newsworthy Ghost Island noise the noise that we used to make for the our noise show. of surprise the noise of surprise the universal <laughs> and noise shock. of surprise and, al- to surprise and alarm right <laughs> I just I love that noise I think if anybody <laughs> wants to call in at any time and say <laughs> to us feel uh, free David you don't know what Pandora's box you just opened <laughs> yes can this of worms a, you're playing with fire open open season <laughs> on the buzz folks so. Yeah, we're we're right at the top of our second hour here. All right. What are we gonna and, play? Strong. We got more hop. Uh, yes. All right. More uh, our theme Cassidy. our theme this week is westerns. So we've been playing Hopalong Cassidy, a uh, venerable western series from. This is when, when, these are when did it these are all David? from uh, 1951. Okay. The, the movies were made um, before the radio series. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. and the heyday of the radio series was in the 50s, but the heyday of the films was in the was in the late 30s through the 40s. And I would just like to clarify. David Cassidy and Hopalong Cassidy are, are not, not related. related. David Cassidy is a real person. Hopalong Cassidy is a fictional character. Uh, yes, no, no relation to to the Partridge family. I don't think I don't think Hopalong <laughs> would have made a particularly good Partridge family member. No, Brady Probably Bunch maybe, not. maybe. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, so what's another this interesting episode? thing. Well, before that, another interesting thing about Hopalong Cassidy mm-hmm. uh, is that he was based on a pulp novel character. Also known as Hopalong Cassidy by a different person, mm-hmm. um, and the reason he was called Hopalong is because he had a game leg. He had a bad leg, and he was this. The, the character of Hopalong was originally this this guy with a bad leg with a foul mouth that drank whiskey and swore, and you know. <laughs> and, After at the top of the show, we were talking about how wholesome this character was. He, I mean. And, and William Boyd got a hold of the script, and he said, I have a different idea for the direction of this character. Ah. And he grew so, as I said, he grew so invested mm-hmm. in this character. Because 
this guy was a hero, and he was everything that Boyd wished to become. Which is why, in 19, I think, 1942, he sold everything he owned to gain control of the character rights and of the 40-some previous films that um, the previous producer had made. Mm -hmm. He got the rights to all of them. Which is incredible. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like this is a very important touchstone in the history of broadcasting. Uh, I think that might be a little too heady. No, I, 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 (laughs) Hopalong Cassidy is such a, a deeply ingrained part of the, of the 20th century American psyche. It's like, it's like Bugs Bunny to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, Mm -hmm. there's a certain part of it that is America. Oh, Sure. He's part of your life, even if even if you haven't even heard of who he is. It's ingrained. It is in, ingrained in the national in our DNA. Yes. <laughs> Just I don't know. Anyway, uh, well, he let's is, he's play a colossus it. writ large upon the, the continent, astride the the noble and broad spaces of our country. That's that beautiful. was beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Hop along, Cassidy, folks. Uh, what, wait, what's the name of the episode? This one is Hook, Line, and Murder. Hook, Line, and Murder. Oh, that's so. That is. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. So, okay. So uh, stay tuned for that here on the KWUR Theater of the Air on KWUR 90.3 FM, where the K stands for quality. With action and suspense out of the old west comes the most famous hero of them all, Hopalong Cassidy, starring William Boyd. The ring of the silver spurs heralds the most amazing man ever to ride the prairies of the early west. Hopalong Cassidy, the same hoppy you cheer in motion pictures, and the same California you've laughed at a million times. Raw courage and quick shooting have built a legend around this famous hero. Hopalong is a name to be feared, respected, and admired. For this great cowboy rides the trails of adventure and excitement. William Boyd as Hopalong Cassidy and Andy Clyde as California. Well, Hoppy, what about our story? We call this one Hook, Line, and Murder. It began when California and I took off for a peaceful week of fishing, hunting, and just loafing around. We made camp on the Big Chama River in New Mexico with a trout worth half in the mountain timber country full of game. The second day saw us paddling down from our camp in a canoe we bought from the Navajo. Well, Hoppy, uh, this looks like a good spot. (laughs) Don't get so impatient, California. Wait till we strike that bend up there. We'll form a deep pool. That's where the big rainbows will be. Oh, Hoppy. Can't uh, we stop here and fish this thing? <laughs> oh, all right. No use making you die a fisherman's itch. We'll pull over to that bank and quarter the stream as we float down, huh? That does it. Hot diggity trout locale. Uh, uh, hey, did you hear that, Hoppy? Trout locale. Uh, <laughs> I'm a poet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hope you're a better fisherman than you are a poet. Hi, what? What's that? Oh, howdy. No, we're just starting. Grab that bush and pull us up to the bank, California. Yeah. Mighty black. Me and my partner own this ranch here. All this is our land. Hopalong well, Cassidy's my name. This is California Carlson. Howdy, howdy. Hey. You say you own a ranch here? Uh, ain't it too skimpy grazing? 
Looks uh, like this country's mostly woods. You kidding? Why, we got a thousand acres of land and cows. <laughs> Why, we got more than we can count. Better than 300 at the last tally, and uh, reckon we got over a dozen horses. Good ones, too. Uh, join us with a bit of fishing, Mr. Black? Uh, no, no thanks. I can't stand to see them poor little fellas wiggling on that cruel hook. <laughs> Ripping and tearing their poor little mouths apart. Ah, uh, well, you don't mind if we go on fishing, do you? No, no, make yourself at home. Our ranch is always open to strangers who are peaceable. Well, that's us. All we want is peace and quiet. Uh, say, you seen my partner, name of Andy Silman. You tell him to get home and help with the chores. He's local over that awful sport like you are, too. He's been gone two days now. That's all he does. Fish, fish, fish. I will tell him we're saying, push off, California. Hey, our ranch house downstream a mile or so. You get tired of killing those poor curs. Drop in, I'll buy you up some java. Ah, thanks a lot. We may do that. So long. Well, we may as well get down to that pool. All our gabbing drew in this spot. Yeah. Grab a paddle. Now to let that little fly sink down in the middle of that pool. <laughs> now we'll... Hold on, Hoppy, 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 I got a big one. Oh, look at my pole band. Ah, wait a minute. It looks more like your snag, partner. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's a snag. Keep pulling. We'll drift down to where we can cut it loose. Now, wouldn't that burn you? Doggone, I thought I had a big one in my line. Careful now. We're coming over the spot. Uh, you got a big one. Only it's not a fish. It's the body of a man. Now, back to Hopalong Cassidy and our story, Hook, Vine, and Murder. Trying to enjoy a peaceful vacation up on the big Chama River in New Mexico... Hoppy and California set out from their camp bent on catching trout. But after a meeting with a rancher, Whitey Black, who reported his partner missing for two days, trouble rises from the stream itself. And California makes the biggest catch of the day, the body of a dead man. Hoppy, you think this fellow is Whitey Black's missing partner? Uh, looks that way, California. We'll know for sure in a minute. There's a landing up ahead and behind it must be the ranch house White has told us about. I hope he's home. Uh, he had plenty of time. We were fishing slow. Yeah, yeah. There he is, running down to the landing. Hello there. Hello yourself. Oh, he's a boiling. Uh, use some of that. Ah, uh, Frank, we got bad news for you, Whitey. Well, what's that? Ain't you saying we're some gentlemen? Grab hold of the landing there, California. I'm afraid it's worse. We found Angie. Well, what happened? Easy, Where'd you fella. Find? Easy, fella. We found him upstream a mile or so. And he weren't drowned. He was shot. Oh, no, not Andy. He is your partner, then? Yeah. Here, I'll help you get him up on the landing. There. Well, this might have been an accident. My guess is something else, Whitey. Yeah, it have to be. Uh, who was his enemy? Who'd have wanted to kill him anyhow? Oh, nobody'd want to kill a poor old gent like Andy. I bunked with him for years. I worked with him. I tell you, he had no enemies. <laughs> You're overlooking that 30-30 slug in his head. Wasn't any friend that put it in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I wonder... Wonder what? 
Just wondering if that range hog, Jack Queen, had anything to do with this. He's been acting mighty queer lately, making us big offers for the place. Acting tough when we turn him down. Hmm. Well, I'd say this Queen could bear looking into. Maybe he could, but it wouldn't be exactly healthy. Queen's the biggest rancher in that basin below us. His range borders ours, and he's no prize as a neighbor. But I reckon I'll just have to brace him. Pine City, Cassidy. I'll take Andy's body to Jenkins' funeral parlor. Beach at the Navajo Saloon. That big one on another corner. Then we'll ride to see Queen. All right, Whitey. Come on, California. Poppy, uh, you sure we ought to get mixed up in this thing? Sounds awful and restful somehow. Bracing hombres like this uh, Queen. Ah, probably turn out to be nothing. Come on, let's go inside. Uh, I don't know. I get a feeling fishing would be easy. <laughs> Worry, Wart. Sorry, friend. No, Gladys. No, Gladys. Haven't seen her at all. Shame. Wonderful girl, Gladys. She and I are looking for her? Uh, oh, Harvey. Now he thinks we're looking for her. Yeah. Better go home and sleep it off, Stranger. Name's Jocelyn. I'll find her until you're looking for her. <laughs> wow, what a head he's going to wake up, brother. <laughs> uh, bartender? Yes, sir, fellas. What'll it be? I'm Frank Adams. I own this place. You name it, I got it. Sarsaparilla. <laughs> but you'd catch me, didn't you? Everybody thinks I won't have the drink, but I... What did you say? Sarsaparilla. Straight. Ain't got any. Got a man-sized drink. I got it. Ever hear of an hombre named Billy Bonney? Billy the Kid? Sure. Who hasn't? Now, there was a man. Last time I saw him in a bar, he was ordering milk. No. Well, all right. I'll look and see if I got any sarsaparilla. <laughs> milk. So, God, I knew there was some reason my pat guy was able to get Billy the Kid. Huh. Hoppy, I don't think he likes men who drink. Huh? <laughs> no. I wish why didn't hurry. I could use some fresh air. This place smells. It sure does, doesn't it? My name's Gladys, strangers. Sosselin tells me you're looking for me. Miss Gladys, you've got it wrong. Huh? We weren't looking for you. And the name's Hopalong Cassidy. This is California Carlson, my partner. Okay, okay. So you weren't looking Gladys, for me. Gladys, I want words with these hombres. What? Oh, to you, Queen. You better keep a civil tongue in your head or I'll show you I can shoot as well as dance. Shut up. You pull that top ten of yours on me... I'll quit you to an inch of your life. Now, Mosey. Queen. A gun. That was a nice draw, Cassidy. Well, you know my name, and I'm a gun whiz. So I'm holding a handful of reasons why you should apologize to the lady for your manner of talking. Lady? <laughs> Cassidy, I'll be real good to you and let you put up the gun with no hard feelings. You have ten seconds. Want to try for none? No, wait. I... I apologize, Gladys. You didn't mean what you said. You're a vile-mouthed skunk. I... I didn't mean what I said. I'm a vile-mouthed skunk. Are you really? Well... Cassidy, I came in to give you a piece of advice. Stay out of Whitey Black's affairs. And here's another. Stay away from my girl. You won't always have this advantage. One thing before you go, Queen. Why'd you kill Andy Silman? 
Cassidy, you're pressing your luck. Gladys, I'll see you later. Come on, men. I saw it, but I don't believe it. The mighty queen crawling like a yellow hound dog. I shotgun ready to blast. At this range, I'd have counted for a few. Don't take kindly to Queen's talk to Gladys. Oh, thanks, Frank. You really Queen's girl, Miss Gladys? Only in his opinion. Gladys, a beautiful lady, rescue me from the substrate of my iniquity. Jocelyn, you're drunk. Am I? That makes me very happy. Any other state would have meant my entire day's work is gone for nothing. Oh, take your little hammer and go break up rock. I shall. As soon as I see my friend Queen, where is that kindly savage? Pray tell me. He owes me some salary yet. He just left. And that's what we're doing. Come on, California. I'm worried about Whitey. He should have been here by now. What with Queen in town, anything may have happened to him. <laughs> California. There he is, lying between those buildings. Well, well, then no good bum. Getting drunk on us, leaving us just... Shh, shh. Huh? He's not drunk. He's been slugged. Whitey, come out of it, man. Come out of it. There, that's it. Who did this to you? Oh, it was Queen. They offered me 10000 for the ranch. I, I turned him down and slugged me... Ten thousand? Uh, dollars? Did you brace him about Snowman? Yeah. He just laughed at me and slugged me again. <sighs> hey, what did you fellows do to him? He was sure sore about something you did. Uh, we stepped on his toes a little over a girl. His girl, he says. Gladys? Well, what do you know? Now, let's get back to your ranch, Whitey. You can make it. That's only a bump. I'm curious about a man and his little hammer. Don't get it, Hoppy. I just don't get it. $10,000 for that scrubby bunch of cows and a lot of useless land? <laughs> Queen must be plumb loco. Maybe. That's why we're taking this ride. I'm hoping we'll cut the sign of a certain hombre who should be up here. I have a hunch he has the answer to all our questions, including who shot Andy Silman. Well, I can guess they'd last without no strain. Uh, who's the man we're looking for? Well, we're in luck. Coming down the trail now. Jocelyn, the stumble bummer from the Navajo saloon. Look at him. He's still drunk, sleeping on his heart. No bum ever talked with the words he used. And only one kind of man uses a little hammer to break up rocks. That's a geologist. Geologist? And uh, where'd you get this little hammer, sir? Gladys gave it away. Hello, Jocelyn. Uh, you better yell loud or he's passed out. Jocelyn, look out. He's falling off. He's hurt. <laughs> Jocelyn, can you hear me? Queen, go. What? Go. What gold? Uh, did Queen shoot you? Did, did you find gold in this ranch? Uh, save your breath, California. He's not with us anymore. Back to Hopalong Cassidy and our story, Hook, Vine, and Murder. In 
Investigating the murder of Andy Silman, Hoppy in California discovered a geologist named Jocelyn was working for Jack Queen. They meet Jocelyn on the Silman Black Ranch, but find him mortally wounded. His dying words hint at the discovery of gold. Howdy, Cassidy, Carlton. Come on in. Well, what's the trouble? You're kind of upset. There's been another killing, Whitey, just north of here. Killing? That's right. man named Jocelyn, a geologist working for Jack Queen, shot with a 30-30 like your partner. I don't get it. What was this hombre doing on my property? Prospecting for gold, apparently. May have found some. We backtrailed Jocelyn, found out where he was shot. Killer was in some brush to one side. In that brush, we found two things. A silver concho like those queen wears on his vest and a gold watch with a busted chain. Yeah, and on the back of it was written John Queen from Mother. How can you? You know, it's so hard to think of that pole cat having a mother. Huh. I wonder if... Well, looks like Queen's a man, all right. Let's hightail him to see the sheriff. We'll string Queen up pronto. No, you stay here, Whitey. There's a little too much evidence that points to Queen. I'm taking Jocelyn's body into town. We'll make some more inquiries. California, meet me back at our camp upstream later this afternoon. Sure, Hoppy. Say, uh, Whitey, I'll take some of that Java now, huh? Well, good. Now, tell you what. I'll even let you have one of my Havana cigars. No, no, thanks, sir. Just a coffee. Oh, take one anyhow. Don't want it now? Smoke it later. Man, there ain't nothing like a good black cigar. Glad to see you again. Still not looking for you, Miss Gladys. No? But I am. I'm always looking for you. Yeah, for all the good it'll do you. But Gladys, this place is making more money every day. With the railroad heading this way, more settlers will come out. And business will get even better. Wait a minute. Did you say the railroad was coming this way, Frank? Well, you see... Where will it pass? Through the mountains north of here? No, it isn't exactly heading direct for here. It'll pass through Parkville. That's about 50 miles south. But we'll get the increase in business anyway. Oh, I see. For a minute, I thought you'd answered a problem of mine. Sorry if I didn't. But you know about the railroad. Uh-uh. Well, thanks for the information. Hey, you aren't leaving already, are you? Sorry, I have to get back to my camp. Let him go, Gladys, and pay some attention to me. Frank, do I, I have to tell you again? But I'll get money. I'm not dumb. Just wait. Uh, um, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Uh, that's Queen and his men. Better get him along, gun. Hold it. We can't fight them all. Cassidy, like a word with you. Sure. Stay here, California. Well, what's the word? I thought I told you to stay out of Whitey Black's affairs. Seems I recall you making a statement like that. And you turned the batch of evidence into the sheriff that fixes to get me hanged. What's going on around here? You tell me. You're the one offering three times the value of this range. I was offering. Not anymore. Oh? Since when? No reason not to tell you. I had that geologist, Jocelyn, working for me. He spotted gold up here, so he said. Then I found out he was lying. There ain't no gold here at all. So you don't want the ranch. You know, uh, you just handed me a good reason for both killings. Huh? Someone was the first step in getting the ranch when you thought there was gold here. 
Jocelyn is the payoff for causing you so much trouble for nothing. You make it sound logical, but it's sure a lie. It had nothing to do with the killings, neither of them. Ah, what a mess. Gold, only there isn't any gold. Cassidy, we may as well have this out right now. I think it's good that you stuck up for me with the sheriff. But there's a matter of what happened in the saloon. You ready? You have a lot of men behind you. They've ordered to stay out of this. I don't want to hurt you. But i got to find out if you're really a better man with a gun. Now say yes or crawl. Yes. And start counting. On three, we'll pull. Very well. One, two, three. Oh, I are. Satisfied, Queen? Satisfied, Cassidy. I just had to know. All right, men. Whee! Hockey, that sure was a close call. <laughs> Didn't miss. His bullet sliced an inch off my sombrero. That queen is no slouch with his gun. Well, I was thinking of his man. Thinking and watching. Thanks, but it wasn't necessary. Queen is a tough hombre, and I don't doubt that he cut plenty of corners. But I'll give you a hunch. He's a lot squarer than some ranchers I know. Which means he ain't our killer for sure? Uh, nuts. I'm still going fishing. Uh, and uh, I want to try out that new pole. Why'd he give me? New pole? Sure, sure. Oh, it's a dandy too. Belongs to his partner. He give me a cigar, too. Awful nice fella, that party. Wait. Did you see someone's fishing gear in that ranch house? Why, sure. I just told you why'd he give it to me. Well, that wraps it up. The last piece. Only... Only... Yeah. Yeah, that must be it. Hoppy, Hoppy, you ain't been trying on no local weed, have no, you? No, but I think I figured the answer. You'll do no fishing tonight, partner. Get your horse and hightail after Queen and his rider. Huh? Oh, Hoppy, you really are daffy. You better lie down. Now, listen yeah. close. Listen. Here's what you're to do. Whitey, Cassidy. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, what do you want? In, for one thing. Well, I'm kind of bush to that week of morning. No. Oh, all right, come in and get over it. Oh, what's so terrible important? The answer to the murders. Who did them and why? Now you think you know, huh? Well, it's no secret. Queen did them. No, it wasn't Queen, Whitey. It was you. Me? Queen had no real motive. Oh, no. <laughs> Just a gold mine. There never was any gold. It was all a plant to make Queen pin the frame right around his own neck by trying to get this place. Uh, you get just lots of funny notions, ain't you? A few. Enough to know you were just the killer. Your partner had the brains. It was her idea. Come on out and join us, Miss Gladys. Didn't I tell you to stay in that room, Gladys? Shut up, Whitey. How'd you figure it out, Hanson? Get a tip? You should wear less perfume. It all just fits. You could have stolen Queen's watch and concho, that almost had to be you. You sick Jocelyn on Queen, then had Whitey kill Jocelyn after he'd served his purpose. Jocelyn for what? He'd have talked us into jail. A payoff came when Whitey made the mistake of giving Andy Silman's fishing tackle to my partner, California. You see, Silman was supposed to be out fishing when he was killed. Yet his tackle was here in this ranch house all the time. So Whitey had to be lying. I see. Yeah, that was a stupid blunder, Whitey. Looks like Handsome and I'll just have to get along without you. What's that? You double-crossed me? Yes, Whitey. 
You've already made arrangements with the railroad people? That's right. A man named Anderson's all ready to complete the deal. You both got it all figured, ain't you? Well, I'll stop that. Oh, no, you don't. Oh, Take away your arm. Just break it. Drop that gun. Oh. The rope will hurt worse, Whitey. So will a bullet from this gun. Hold it, handsome. Why, Miss Ladders, you wouldn't double-cross me, would you? Hope you haven't laid any bets on it. Extra weight cramps my style. I'm leaving you both here on the floor when I go out. You'll have witnesses. Queen and these men are outside with my partner. Um, where was it you were going? Queen? Why, you. I guess I'm going where I always knew I'd go. But I'll take you first for company, handsome. Bye. Hop along, Cassidy. Boys are loading that pair in the wagon to take to the sheriff. But that Gladys is sure cutting. <laughs> yeah. I wish you hadn't shot her, California. Oh, she'll be all right. That uh, shotgun was loaded with bacon rinds. Bacon rinds? Sure. Found it out back where Whitey kept it in case of sneak thieves. Uh, she ain't hurt, but uh, she'll sit mighty uncomfortable for a while. By <laughs> <laughs> gum, I think I'll smoke that cigar if I'd give me kind of kind of celebrate, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here it is. One thing. What would all that talk about the value of this ranch and the deal with the railroad? <laughs> Ever hear the old saying about not being able to see the forest for the trees? Sure. What's that got to do with it? The one thing this ranch has too much of, timber. With the railroad striking so close, this timberland will be priceless. An army travels on its stomach, a railroad on its... On its ties. Railroad ties, of course. That's it, but only the start. The railroad will build a sideline of this ranch so the ties can be gotten out. And then the owner of this ranch will control the whole lumber industry for the new towns and business that will follow the railroad. Ah, that Gladys was shooting clear of the moon. Well, I should reckon. Uh, I owe you plenty for clearing me, Cassidy. Just pay me back by giving these small ranches around here a break, huh? I sure will. I'll even help them. Even a tough egg like me can learn something from a man like you, Cassidy. <coughs> California. What's the matter, partner? You, well, you're all green. This, uh... <clears throat> The cigar, Whitey. <laughs> Hoppy, uh, I think I'm gonna die. Uh, I never should have took up smoke. <laughs> in California bring an end to hook, line, and murder by catching a murderer instead of the fish they started out for. In Hoppy's next tale of action and adventure, he sets out to blast an old Indian legend about a ghost cat which roams the range, killing cattle and causing a lot of trouble. Don't miss being with Hoppy on the trail of the Phantom Panther. Hopalong Cassidy, starring Lee Boyd, is transcribed and produced in the West by Walter White, Jr. Hook, Line, and Murder was written by Herb Purdom, with original music under the personal direction of Albert Glasser. All stories are based upon the characters created by Clarence E. Mulford 
This is a Commodore production. We do indeed. Welcome this back. is crackle, 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 crackle. Yeah, I don't know what that is, folks. Um, it's something. It's, it's the fire. It's the crackle of the, <laughs> it's old, the crackle Western of fire. Our old West campfire. Yeah, this is fire. yes here on KWR Theater of the Air uh, on KWUR ninety point three FM, Clayton. I want to hear that story about the the Indian mystic cat. Yeah, causes, so do I. Causes now. trouble. I know. I want mystical cats to visit me. Oh, can I just say something what? quick? Yeah. Millions of kids are using their energy wisely by installing energy light-saving bulbs and turning things off when not in use. It only takes a second, so what's your excuse? Learn more at loseyourexcuse.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council and KWR Clayton. You said it, Alexa. Thank you. Yeah. I uh, did say that. Energy-saving light bulbs are awesome. Yes. I fully endorse energy-saving light bulbs. There's a website. I forget what it is, uh, but... There is an artist who has a website where if you install energy-saving light bulbs in your house, she will draw a bird for you. The little bird? That, was it that woman that drew I don't the know. tiny little birds? No, they, they were regular-sized birds, if I recall correctly. Huh. Sounds like the fire's getting out of control. I know. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if... Someone drown that fire. <laughs> drown that fire with a shovel. Twice. And then drown it again. <laughs> That was an old public service announcement. We'll, uh, we a little drink. inside joke there. Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> Maybe we're having auditory hallucinations and our listeners can. <laughs> uh, anyway, what do we have next? Next we've got, we've got more of our old I don't sketches. know, we got something. We got something here. Okay. Well. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll try to figure out this weird crackly sound <laughs> while we play the next sketch. Uh, this is... Another original sketch. It All is right. the Cowboy further, Book Club. Uh, yes, the right, the cowboy, the, the book club with the books and the club about them. Yeah, I don't think that needs any explanation. It's a it's a book club with cowboys. It's a book club with cowboys. Enjoy. Instead of you're, Oprah, they got like Cormac McCarthy. You're listening to uh, <laughs> same difference. <laughs> same difference. Oh. You're listening to Kaywer Theater of the Air. It's time for this week's edition of the Cowboy Book Club. Featuring the finest literary critics in the West, Rusty, Lefty, and Clyde. We join the boys around a crackling fire as they joke with one another after a long day on the trail. Been a long day, eh, boys? Sure has been, Rusty. I, for one, am ready to discuss some literature. Then consider this book club meeting officially begun. <laughs> Good Java today. Thanks, uh, but that ain't Java, Clyde. Huh? Sure it is. Nah, it ain't Java. Then what is it? It's Ethiopian Yurgachethe. I'm surprised you folk can't tell the difference. Honestly, Lefty, when you make it in a sock inside a tin can, I feel like it ain't gonna make much difference. Says you. All right, all right, enough of that. Won't have you two bickering like schoolboys over who's got better handwriting. So, today's topic. If you could date any 18th or 19th century English lady author, who would it be? 
Plaid, you go first. Hmm. Bronte. Well, that ain't fair. Which one? Can't have all three. Uh, Emily, then. You go a-steppin' with Emily Bronte? I really liked Wuthering Heights. Uh, Everyone in that book is a jerk. So, it's gritty. Realistic. It ain't realistic. There are enough weird coincidences in that book to put it on a level with Frankenstein. Now you leave Mary Shelley alone. Please, magical realism has fewer coincidences than Frankenstein. Gabriel Garcia Marquez has fewer coincidences than Frankenstein. All right, I get it. You were saying, Clyde? I admire her clever pseudonym. I like Ellis Bell better than acting or curve. I'm pretty sure acting and curve aren't real nice. You don't know that. People have all sorts of names. What kind of a name is Clyde? What kind of a name is Lefty? All right, all right, I'm sorry. <sighs> Rusty, what about you? Who would you date? Well, Mary Shelley, I guess. And see, I just don't get the attraction. Girls damaged goods, a misery chick. Oh, that ain't true at all. She was perfectly well-adjusted. So you're saying that if you were around when she was around, you'd have proposed as soon as Percy Shelley was cold in the dirt? Well, no. Uh, nothing so heartless as that. I'd give her a few years, you know. We'd both have been young and all, but so bright. I look for that in a woman. So well-read. So accomplished. Oh, I seriously doubt that more than six women fit your definition of accomplished, Rusty. Now, what do you mean? Don't be sexist now. I ain't, I ain't. It's just, your standards are too high. You're looking for superwomen. A woman who speaks eight languages, can tackle a steer, can compose a symphony, and was first published as a toddler. Now, I know for a fact you only fit three of those. Don't you think you could relax your standards for women? Softly, Darcy. Aw, spit. Darcy doesn't mean any of that. What, in Pride and Prejudice? Yeah, he just says it to get Caroline Bingley off his scent. When they're at Pemberley, right? No, that's when they're at Netherfield. When Caroline asks Eliza to take a walk around the room with her, that it's so refreshing or something. God, I hate her. Who, Jane Austen? What? No! No! I mean Caroline Bingley. I'd never harm a single hair of Jane's lovely head. No, sir. Not for all the gold in the Yukon. Someone's got a crush. So what if I do? Uh, nothing. Darn right it's nothing. Well, pass the coffee. Let's move on and talk about the role of the sheepdog in Hardy's Far From the Madding Crowd. It's all the sheepdog's fault, you know. I feel like he just destroys Gabriel's livelihood. I feel like Gabriel recovers, though. Remember when he popped all those sheep? Yeah, they had The lives of the literary cowpokes, your friends and critics, Rusty, Lefty, and Clyde. Hey folks, we're back. And, Hi. Uh, if, if uh, in case you haven't noticed, our horrible static is gone. It's gone. It was a campfire. It wasn't static. Right. Yeah, our, a our campfire. Hor- our ho- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Campfire. Our horrible campfire is gone. This is Kworth Theater of the Air here on KWUR ninety point three FM. Clayton, thank you, David. You're welcome for that. You can say that again. <laughs> I don't want to even <laughs> forget I'm it. Sorry, the urge took me. I had to, or I would explode. You know, the Greeks, the Greek, the ancient Greeks, they said that if, if you kept in your burps, you, you'd explode. Really? Wow. Alex, have, I ever, have I ever told you how mature I am? The answer no. is very. On the answer, on the scale from 1 to 10, I am very, 
Yeah. For what, right. <laughs> what is that, a three? <laughs> Shut up. I will eat you. <laughs> Why don't we take a break? Right. I'll eat your heart. Here. Aww. And we'll, when we come back, Smuggle. we're going to have more exciting uh, original Western-themed content for you. I'm, I'm down. All right. Real fast when you're a wild young blood. Love a bars in love again. Another feeling in the void, the trend. No time for anyone, cause I'm a drifter man. Can't be seen with anyone You're listening to the K-Word Theater of the Air here on KWUR 90.3 FM. Hey, David, what's that K stand for? The K stands for quality. Darn tootin'. Oh, we haven't talked, we haven't made enough, like, cowboy sounds this week. I no, tried we to haven't. say yeehaw. Yeah, let's give us more. another one. It didn't catch on. Give us another one. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! Yippee! That's not a yeehaw. It's I know it's not. It's a yippee. Well, yippee guy I don't... Did cowboys actually say any of that stuff? A couple of them did. At least one of them must, right? Maybe, you know, like, like Squishy the Cowboy. Squishy the Cowboy? Yeah, he brought up the rear, and everyone kind of stayed away from him, because he, he wasn't that fun. <laughs> he couldn't even play guitar proper. He cried at night. Sometimes he'd cuddle up against the kind. That's cattle. Squishy. Squishy. Dusty, lefty, you Clyde, son of a red, God. squishy. 
Nobody likes squishy. Nobody, Nobody talks likes, about squishy. Nobody likes squishy. Uh, I don't know. You guys want to play a sketch? No. Okay. I do. Oh, I do. Okay. Oh, Alex does. I yeah, do. I kind of do too. Okay, two to one. You I I kind of want to play the continuing adventures of Leroy and Curtis, <gasps> the cowboys <gasps> who we introduced in the first half of the show. Three, Alex. One, two, three. <laughs> Thanks for joining in, Dad. You're welcome. I I did it out welcome of love. Welcome to our ba. So, uh, without further ado, our ba. Welcome to it. <laughs> well. well <laughs> Uh, I have to say that from now on. I'm trying to move things along here, and you guys are just like... I am not. We're going to say (laughs) but. Okay, okay. We have a standard of quality to meet, okay? K stands for quality. Our quality. And (laughs) but. The K stands for (laughs) but. I'm starting now. Okay, hurry. Play the sketch. You're listening to K-Word Theater of the Air, folks. And, And this is debauchery. And now, the lives of the cowboy cryptozoologists, Leroy and Curtis. When last we visited Leroy and Curtis, they discovered a fallen alien vessel full of dead extraterrestrials. To conceal the corpses from the government, the two made the bodies into jerky with the help of Leroy's wife, Tora. Upon eating the jerky, the three of them gained fabulous superpowers. Well, that was fun while it lasted. Yep. All that unlimited energy... Super strength, laser eye beams, bouncing around like we was made of galvanized rubber. Yep. Too bad it all wore off once we ran out of jerky. Yep. Still gets me to wondering. A lot of strange things happen around this ranch. They sure do, Curtis. But there's no time for that. Get out of your bunk bed and come on down for breakfast. More and I made Belgian waffles. I hear the Belgian government ordered a crackdown on waffle smugglers keep the recipe inside the country. The hell did you hear that? Dinner web. Don't matter none. Come out of the bunkhouse and eat with us. Yeah, I'm coming. You're the only person that lives in the bunkhouse, and yet you're on the top bunk. I've been meaning to ask you about that. Oh, government robot mouse spies can't travel vertically. No fact of science. Yeah, yeah. You ready? Yeah. Now, on we go to the farmhouse for some delicious homemade waffles. Mmm, I can taste them already. Ah, sweet Belgian goodness. You bet, Curtis. Holy chocolate sprinkles on an everything bagel. Our cows, they're gone. Every last one. Hurry, to the farmhouse. Laura, the, the cows, cows are, are gone. gone. You saw them too? Stop copying me. me. Get, get out, out of my head. head. You get, get out of my head. head. Looks like those waffles will have to wait. Let's find out why our cattle are gone. What in tarnation? Laura, get the Remington and meet us in the pickup. The gun! Alright. What is that thing? I don't know. It's huge, and it's got wings, and it's carrying a cow. After it. Got the gun. Come on, get in. Try shotgun, Mora. Sounds fine. Alright, let's roll. There it is. And there's our herd behind it. Gooey, folks. Looks like a real life sphinx. It's got a big furry lion's body, an eagle's wings, and a woman's face with a stentorian nose. Don't stentorian mean loud. I think it sees us. Might as well just approach it. No point in trying to surprise it. Well, keep that gun ready in case we need to use it more. All right. Hey! Hey, Sphinx! Yes, humans. You, uh... You've got our cows. I do, humans. And you shan't have them back unless you answer my mysterious Sphinxical riddle. What happens if we're wrong? Do you eat us? I think strangling is the tradition. 
Oh, nothing so serious as that. I just get to keep your cattle and eat them. Slowly. I'd like to point out that we have a gun. I'd like to respond by eating this cow whole. Uh, no, no, that's okay. We get the point. Okay. Here's my riddle. What has eight legs in the morning, four legs in the afternoon, and zero legs at night? Uh, do we get huddle time? Yes. Thank you. Okay. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking here. I don't know, okay. you guys. Um, I'm thinking it might be okay. like it's all a metaphor. I, I agree. Uh, yeah. Okay, we have an answer. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> the answer is this. It's the evolutionary path of humanity, metaphorized as a man and a woman. First, as prosimian-like creatures, our genetic ancestors were quadrupeds, thus eight legs total. Four legs is two legs per person, meaning the bipedal phase of human development, meaning Australopithecines, Homo erectus, sapiens, what have you. Zero legs at night means that when humanity has achieved its intellectual peak, we will no longer have legs, having discovered the ability to move ourselves with telekinesis. Ha! <laughs> so, are we right? Oh, man. Oh, man. Well? No. You are totally wrong. Oh, I spit. Dang, damn it. Ah, oh, hell. What, what is the answer? What has eight legs in the morning, four in the afternoon, and none at night? Yes! A spider, if you pull its legs off slowly during the course of a day. What? That was the worst riddle ever. I can eat you. That is the best riddle ever. However, you have given an answer which pleases me. Perhaps we can be friends, and I will return your cows to you. If you did that for us, Miss Sphinx, that'd be just lovely. It's just, I'm so very lonely, you see. And I'm just looking for a group of friends that can stimulate me. Intellectually, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I mean, I couldn't eat all these cows in one sitting anyway. I'd be such a fatty. Oh, honey, I know exactly how you feel. Oh, I'm so glad you understand me. Let's be friends. And so Mora, Leroy, Curtis, and the Sphinx, whose name was Cassandra, had a celebratory barbecue, and everyone was happy. Except the cow. The end. Hey folks, it's K-Worth Theater of the Air, and I yeah. put up some music that I was not expecting to put up. That doesn't, mean, that doesn't mean it's bad music. No, it doesn't. It was just unexpected music. I was expecting to put up this music. Oh, you know what that which means, means, Alexa. Oh, that it's, means it's, it's time the end to of the go. show. We've had a lot of fun these past two hours here with you. Uh, K-Worth Theater of the Air listeners. We gave away tickets. There was we, a fire. Yeah. There was a, a guy named Cassidy that isn't a member of the Partridge family. It's been a crazy trip. Basically, you know, we've had a we've had a gay old time. And we hope that you have too, listeners. But, but yeah, alas, alas, 
We'll have to wait till next week to speak to you once again. It's true. So, the coming of that music means it is time for credits, which I will now read. Yes, indeed. The KWUR Theater of the Air was produced this week, as it is produced every week, by David Brunel Brutman, Alex Jensen, and yours truly, David Reinstrom. And thanks very much for the use this week of the chauffeur... The chauffeured car and driver, thanks to our good friend, Tom Daschle. Oops! Take it away, Dave. Uh, I would just like to very briefly congratulate the winner of our Flight of the Concords Listener Challenge. Nathan, congratulations. You, uh, as you are already aware, have won two tickets to see Flight of the Concords live. All right. And I, I don't have anything else. That's okay. I will go. And I would like to give a special thanks to Godzilla for not destroying Tokyo today. Let's give a round of applause for Godzilla. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you very much, Godzilla. And thank you, listeners. We'll see you next week. Here's Mark O'Connor to play us out. Play us out? What does that What does that mean? What do you mean, what does that mean? That sounds like we're a fading star. Do it live!